It's your boy Chicago King Day, man. You're now tuned in to No Cap. I got my host, Ball Skrill. Our special guest, DJ V-Dub, and to the right of me, man, we got Steve from Exclusive. Um, first of all, I want to start the show off with saying rest in peace to Virgil, man. We lost a big part of Chicago fashion world, you know, yesterday. You know, he lost his life to cancer, so definitely sending my prayers and condolences to his family and so forth, you know. Uh, also, we got another tragedy that happened, what, two weeks ago, last week, you know. Uh, you know, rest in peace to Young Dolph as well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he lost his life to gun violence, something that's big in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I want to speak a little bit on that, you know, as far as like the gun violence and stuff like that. Like, what do y'all think about like the Young Dolph killing and things like that? Uh, Vida? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty deep. You know, I, I, I think we just don't realize sometimes that this is a, uh, just another addition to black entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really, it really comes down to the fact that we've been entertaining white folks since we were slaves. Correct. And we're still doing it through rap. Right. And then everything that comes with it is always amongst us mm -hmm. because we don't own anything. So, you know, you got rappers that, what comes to rap now is jealousy, money, greed, uh, fake friends, envy, that's all a part of you as the entertainer. But the people who own it don't have no problem <laughs> with y'all. Yeah, they're not looking over their shoulder or nothing. There's, yeah. So, I mean, to speak on it, you have to go all kind of man. Do y'all think that it could have been prevented if he had security or just he wasn't even in his home t his hometown? Because it's kind of hard to be a rapper in your hometown nowadays. Me, personally, I hate to speak on what you what you got to try to do to stay alive. Wow. Yeah. True, true. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then because like be, being you know born and raised in Chicago, we constantly talk like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to move different. You can't yeah. stay here no more. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have. You got to move to the far, far, far west suburbs. You got to do this. We always talk about prevention of of, of dying mm -hmm. when we shouldn't even have to. That shouldn't be a discussion. You know what I'm saying? Because right, yeah, yeah. we shouldn't be taking each other's life. Over no entertainment. Then it's tripped out. Also, you know, I've been watching YouTube, social media a lot, and I was just seeing how, you know, the kids they getting a lot of clout off, acting like they the ones responsible for like, you know, the murder of Young Dolph. And I just was looking like, you know, what have the world come to where, you know, you want to be known for like, you know, killing Young Dolph and knowing that you didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's got what has social media done to people that's making them do these things? People are just desperate for clout. That's all it is. You know, people, you know, they get that attention and it's like a natural high and they feed off it. So they just like, they'll do whatever and say whatever just to like get that attention and run with it. Yeah, social media is like the, 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 the whole vessel for it. Right, it's the new stage. Yeah, it is the stage. It's the, it's the new stage. You're talking about people who maybe never had nothing before and, you know, you know I, I, I grew up, you had to make friends uh, old school way, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As shorties yeah. on up, we was ringing doorbells and all that, you know. Now you can, people think they got friends on, right. <laughs> people they ain't met, that's my boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, I think social media is a big part of it. So uh, DJ V-Dub, you know, you speak a lot about bringing structure back. Do you feel like if things were structured the, the way they used to be like back in the day, that the music game would be a lot different or the streets just period would be different? Well, no, the music game won't be no different for me. 
You know, I'm real negative on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Black folks in entertainment been getting screwed since the first the record business. label the signed. Business, the business yeah, it's part. not going to change. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not set up for the, 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 the black entertainer to become the distributor. Mm-hmm. It's not set up for that. You know what I mean? So I don't think nothing's going to change there. But bringing back structure would have to start in your home. Right. What do you feel about that, Steve? Um, I mean, you, you got QC. You know, I, can, I see, like, I can't say all the entertainment it's is. Stars. Yeah, I feel right. like there are certain cities that are picking stars, up on it. Yeah. Um, but QC is definitely the one that, you know, is setting the tone because well, hopefully, you know, other cities could pick up on it like Chicago, New York, L.A. Because right now it's like, you know, you get popping and then all oh, we're going to L.A. or all oh, we're going to New York. And then they're going to just forget everything and everybody here and just transition right. over there. Cause I mean, like Master P was like one of the pioneers, right? Until, uh, uh, and then, he, until he decided to make a record. Preston Plant, right. and then he stepped on the white folks' toe. Yeah, he on the white right. toe. So QC has got a glass ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't play with it. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Just say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> they got a glass ceiling, man. You know. uh, Let me. I got a question for for you, V Dub, specifically. Your, um, you have a, the actual slogan. The actual slogan for uh, bring back structure. Yeah. Can you expand on like the different kind or how many meanings? behind that actual slogan, well, brain I mean, back structure? My, my, me and my partner that started Nation Business years ago, same partner, we, we took basically a hashtag that I've been using on anything that I posted with my son. Okay. You know, I, I do a lot with my kids, obviously. But um, just me pushing the trades and mm-hmm. pushing family life, and believing in some kind of God, higher power and everything. Our culture bringing back structure is always associated with gang banging. You know what I'm saying? I took Nation Business as a a gang affiliated cliche and I made it a mixtape brand. Yeah. You know, so now we're we're taking bring back structure, but that really don't have to per se be with the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up with laws and policies and all that kind of stuff, and they still there. You know what I mean? And most of these young folks. They meet their dads when they get to the penitentiary and they find out they got to yeah. fall right back into these laws and policies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, kind of like, so. <laughs> like that slogan, uh, what, PPP, the five P's, proper preparation. I've been saying that, yeah, I've been saying that a lot as a trending thing, like yeah. even on social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to be action, you know what I mean? But everything go back to the home with us, man. Like you, we can probably count on one hand how many rappers coming out of a two-parent household. Yeah. Okay, the, av- the average young black kid who comes to rap, broken family, maybe the old man in the joint, the mom's still young, she's still in the club, this, that, and the third. Yeah. There is no structure there, you know what I'm saying? So you got people growing up, and they're growing up in rap thinking that they're learning manhood, okay. and they're not. So we, I'm trying to say bring back structure like to the base, you know what I'm saying? We, if you're going to create, y'all need to figure it out. We got yeah. to stay together. If you're not going to stay together, I, I need 100% out of this woman, 100% out of this man to make sure this seed is raised right. And, 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 and real bring back structure to me, living by example. I like that. You know, I had a teacher tell me one time at, at uh, what do you call it, when they come in for the grades? What, you know, parent-teacher, yeah, whatever it's called. She was like, 
Yeah. Parents come in, the mom with the son, they ain't together. The dad come in, his pants sagging. Mm -hmm. Now she got to sit down. What is this teacher about to tell the dad yeah. about his son? And he, his pants sagging too. It ain't really too much. You can, what, what's this conversation going to be about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what exactly are we going to talk about here? Cause and I, I got a good question. Like, for Steve, like, you've been, a, you've been um, a zapper in the community for a while with the giving back turkeys, you know what I'm saying, for the, which is real big, you know what I'm saying? Could you tell me, like, what made you start that? Um, I always gave back different ways. You know, I gave back with Lyrical, with toy drives, back to school. Um, turkey drives, coats for the homeless. I got inspired from the turkey drive actually from Fatel. He had an event in Englewood. Yeah, so I always give him his credit. You know, I'm, that's my guy right there. Um, he started in like 2012. He did an event in Englewood, like the community center. So I think I donated that year like 100 turkeys because turkeys back then were cheap. So I think it was like eight, nine dollars. It was like a thousand dollars with delivery. But I just seen like, man, I, I went there and I seen how the people like, yeah, like it was just like, man, it was just, it was just like peaceful and loving, like, you know, like something you really don't see that they don't shed light on over there. So that's what inspired me. Like, man, like, so cause people don't understand the power of giving back. It really, it really, you know what I'm saying? Uplifts you, you know what I'm saying? Like when you, when you, when you leave from donating or, you know what I'm saying? Seeing, bringing a smile to somebody's face, a family, like, that make you feel good. Well, it's really yeah. big because of how much we take. Exactly. That's why it's big. Exactly. It's like the lotto. <laughs> exactly. Giving back is like the lotto because yeah. all we, 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 as a culture, we constantly take it from each other, from the street level on up right. to politics. We just take it, take it, take it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm glad you touched on a turkey, dri on a, uh, turkey drive, right? I got a, um, so for the, it's a narrative. It's funny as hell, but I need you to expand and touch on it for the people about uh, the narrative about uh, how turkey drives. You know, they ask, oh, how do homeless people cook turkeys, blah, blah. A lot of people don't understand that those turkeys go to like families yeah. and more than, you know, a lot. No, so um, since you are actually one of those people that do that, can you kind of like expand on like turkeys are not just stood out like uh, New Jack City giving to homeless people yeah, type of thing, you know? But I just saw Kevin Gates say that recently or yesterday yeah because people like, didn't know him about yeah, they not giving get, out turkeys you know what i'm saying and he yeah. was like but that was his why would i give mechanism. a homeless person a turkey but you're really giving them to families yeah, that's what I'm that saying. don't have the 25 like you personally, $20 you're that not, a turkey you know, cost. that's why i'm asking because he was in it so it's like you're not sitting there giving a thousand turkeys out to a thousand homeless people no homeless, yeah right? of course well that's why like i said i do other charity work as well um with the turkey drive like especially with this year there was a shortage on turkeys and the price of meat like doubled like if I was buying like the money I raised this year I could probably brought years ago like seven eight thousand turkeys yeah like I could show you invoices like no nah, hell no nah, thirty forty dollars yeah twenty thirty no they were thirty forty dollars yeah so everything was way higher and then like the cost of me renting trucks everything was like it was way more expensive yeah security no, but you know what? Honestly, thank God, uh, a lot of people volunteer. They genuinely volunteer organically. It's like, so it's not like I got to sit here and hire cops or hire security. Like people are like, yo, Steve, what do you need us to do? And then I just, I run the play, like, just like, okay, you here, you here, and just go crazy. And this year I did it citywide, which was like really hard to do. I just wanted that narrative out there real quick. So we, you know, a lot of people didn't understand it. Like yeah, they, no. they go to, 
a bigger car than just. Hey, you know something that I really do like about your turkey drive is how everybody comes together. How you able to even bring Herb out? It's hard for him to come home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But security be on point for him. Dirk can come and he can be there, and it never be no bull crap when Steve involved. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. But if probably if I was to bring them there, it'd probably be a hundred shots, a shootout, something bound to happen. You know, I, I always try to get them involved over the years, even early on before a lot of them blew up. And a lot of times, you'd be surprised, a lot of places don't want to involve them. So I would talk to schools or certain places, organizations, they'd be like, yeah, you know, it's too high risk. Uh, we can't do it, Steve. It's a liability. If we have him there and then somebody gets shot, so we'd rather him not come or we'd rather him not promote it. And I just try to, like, look, you know, he imp these guys impact the youth. So you never know, like, how it changes. Like, people from all over the world will hit me up like, man, like, you inspire me to do good and, you know, I want to help. I love, you know, seeing what you do. So I try to, like, show, like, there is positivity, even with these guys. Like, they're not all just about getting high and sleeping with women or shooting guns. Like, no, they, they do care and they do want to help out. But it sucks because, like I said, sometimes even, like I said, the schools, the churches, whatever organization, they're like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll pass. No, we don't want them to be a part of it or we can't have them show up, please. I'm like, damn. Right, instead of taking a chance. But these, but these are the same people that criticize you every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, these, like, like they be tough. You know what I'm saying? So what, like, what's the motivation for them to change? It's like, you know, they gotta start somewhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. I always wanted to know, Steve, for you, right? Because you know, like me and you, Vita, we deal with a lot of the artists. Me being a black man, if I deal with this certain side, this certain side don't deal with me. You are able to be versatile and deal with each and every side. How's it being Steve from exclusive? being able to deal with everybody because for first things first i always treat everybody with respect and love regardless if they were on or not on you know if they're from this side that side like i always gave everybody a chance and they know that like i could sit here and tell you all of them at one point or another i always gave them a chance and i try to push to them the bigger picture like look guys like let's all work together we all could let's make money and get the fuck up out of here like you're not trying to hustle your whole life and then be on the block gangbanging or selling drugs like you want obviously want the finer things in life but you got to like you know work for it because i was in your store one time so i i actually witnessed this one time i was in the store another artist was there another artist from this side came and literally just off of steve not here they literally got back in their car and drove yeah, out. Yeah, happened plenty of times. I got stories for days where <laughs> guys could have got shot. It would have been a world star, you know, fucking, you know, viral thing. But no, thank God, like, I stopped a lot. Like, I really did. So, Steve, did you grow up in Chicago? Yeah, no, I grew up on the south side. Um, I lived by Marquette Park most of my life and by Fort City Mall growing up. Yeah. Um, for me, I dropped out of school at 15. So I started working at a wholesale, like, on 47th in Springfield near Cicero. And then I came to 61st and King Drive at like 15, 16. So I worked on King Drive for like two years back when the Calumet Buildings was there. And then I worked on 63rd and Laughlin. So I, and then after that, I left Chicago. I went to Minnesota for about like seven years working in the tobacco store, you know, like white rich suburb. And my dad had fed time at that time. So my dad was in jail. So I kind of wanted, I was waiting for him to get out of jail to give him my business that I had in Minnesota so I could just jump back out here because a lot of my guys I went to school with, they were doing good, you know, in Chicago. They all had businesses throughout the city that were successful. And that's when I came back to 87th. And once I came on 87th, I already had like the business structure from, you know, Minnesota. But then again, 
I worked early on, you know what I'm saying, in the hood, so I knew how to, like, balance both. But I always treated everybody, you know, like, with love and respect, and that's one thing, like, you know, they know that. Like, I didn't care who you were. If you're a millionaire, you could be a fucking bum, you could be whatever. Like, I'm going to treat you how I want to be treated, and that's how I became successful, and that's what made me a brand on the South Side. So, um, being so hands-on and putting in so much legwork with this culture, because culture to me is a lifestyle, it's not a ethnicity race thing, but being so deep in this culture and doing so much hands-on personally that a lot of people know, what, I wanna know, what actually is your actual ethnicity? I'm half Greek and Palestinian. Okay, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking Palestinian. Yeah. Half Greek, Pal okay, that's dope. And I got a, I got a double-ended uh, question. So what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur, one, and being successful in Chicago, two? You know, Chicago comes with a Chicago comes with a lot of hate. That's what anything. I mean, I could talk to Dave about the clothing game. I could talk to Vito about the DJ game. There's a lot of hate, and we don't uplift each other. It's like they like want to sneak this or you know undercut him, and and that's why I like Chicago as a whole. It's fucked up. You know, it really is because if you look at these other cities, like if I want to book an artist from anywhere else. They're gonna be like double or triple of what the guys are here because of how they have their system st structured. You know, they're all helping each other, they're all they all set the bar and, and that's how they get the money. And then with us, it's just, you know, it's a cutthroat business. Like I said, all all over the whole city, I promise you. It is. <laughs> no, I know personally. I agree. What about you, uh, B Dub? Uh, you know, the DJ game has always been competitive. I mean, it was way worse back in, you know, I've been DJing over thirty since 1985. Yeah, so it Came was... Came up with, uh, with Terry Hunter? Yeah, it was, it was only a handful. It was like 10 DJs that made Chicago. That, that was it. You know what I'm saying? Me, Ferris, the Terry Hunters, uh, Twilight Tone. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I can't go on and on, you know, but it was always competitive, you know what I mean? But then it was... You were proven by night after night at the club and the actual party goer talking to the promoter and letting them know how hot you are. So it was a different type of competition. It wasn't no, I had lots of hate, you know, in particular from one or two DJs, which made me more competitive. Which DJ? Oh, me and Ferris was like this for many, many years. Yeah. You know, that's my man. No cap, no, no cap, no cap the show that. about. No. No when cap. I came into the picture, the kitchen got extremely hot mm -hmm. and, and it was like, damn, where'd he come from? Mm -hmm. and, and I ain't going nowhere, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah, well, we, so you gotta understand, like, you know, because nobody in this room really understands that house music had a chokehold on Chicago. Wasn't no, wasn't no rap nothing happening yeah. around here. You know what I'm saying? House music, music. House. cassette tapes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, no. Hell, watch that. Hell, 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 Melvin, the Blue Notes. Right. We talking about, I'm talking about all the way back. Oh, damn. Yeah. You know, but, so we, we, we were replaying music from the 70s that our parents listened to, that's what was going on in high school. So y'all probably heard stories of like a high school called Mendel. Yeah. Yeah, so that like high school parties was big, like so. Tim, how was them parties then? Uh, Sweaty, hot, musty. Men, men and women danced all night long. Oh, yeah. oh, like, that's all I can say. None of that, baby. We wasn't doing none of that, G. Okay, what he worked. What none of that. What he worked, yeah. You ain't had no cell phone, and if you was gonna get shorty number, you was gonna prove that on that dance floor. Yeah. 
fire. You know what I'm saying? Because what you did on that dance floor proved what you was going to do later on. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so if you couldn't do that, you wasn't getting either. That time, like, you spoke on DJ Ferris. Was it because y'all was, because you had just came into the so DJ they, game? Or no, 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 did it have something to do with, y'all was from different neighborhoods, gangs? No, 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 or? No, 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 no. So me and Ferris both house music DJs. Mm -hmm. And we pretty much were the first two to start playing hip-hop. Mm-hmm when everybody else kept playing house. So we took kind of a chance and a risk. And we, cause, but, but you gotta understand, like, I think the both of us always wanted to just be DJs. It didn't matter what music we were playing, we always wanted to be DJs. Y'all wanted to keep the club rocking. Uh, I mean, it, it was all about the club, it was about, you know. House party. House party, yeah, man. So it wasn't really like, yeah, it was like, we just wanted to DJ, I enjoyed DJing, you know what I mean? And, um, it just got to the point where it was like it was very competitive. We both were doing our thing, you know, uh, and it just kept going. And, you know, it would get, used to get real crazy. But so I'm here. Hold on. So is it a brand, like, that sit next to your brand that you feel like that was competitive or? You know, Exclusive, Exclusive 773 was originally just a screen name. That's that's what it was. It was my screen name in 2009 for fucking PlayStation oh, 2, wow. for Twitter. Right, right, right. You know, it was never like the store name. Brand. Yeah, right. it was never the brand. Um, it's just you know when Instagram kicked off and all that. So I just wanted the you know the same screen name. And then when I started doing like charity work and concerts, people were like, man, you need a logo and. Yeah. So the guy who made my logo actually made like Keith's uh, mixtape, Dirk's. Uh, his name's Eric, mm -hmm. so Remain 3K, like he does, he's got so much behind him. Yeah, but he made actually my logo. And then it's crazy because stores even outside of Chicago start opening up, like exclusive 973 and exclusive, yeah, 414 or 502. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Like, yeah. But no, I had, I had competition. But the, the problem is with the competition I would have, in the clothing game, it's more of a, a personal like reference, it's not about money. Because the company, you know, you would think like, okay, if you want something, you could buy it. It doesn't work like that. It works like, okay, how many stores do you have? You know, who do you know? Right, right, right. That's how it works. Retail. Yeah, so when they would be like, oh, don't sell to Steve, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna hit this guy out from over here. Right. I'm gonna get it from anybody, cause I'm gonna pay him extra, just right. to, you know, piss him the fuck off. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I used to get blackballed all the time, especially from the shop, like they would go out of their way, like, Damn, yeah. No, they would. They, they would. And it was so crazy because... Steve get blackballed? Yeah. No, they, they did, but... Shop 147? Yeah, they did. And it was crazy because at one point, they really wanted to team up with us. They like Because at that time, you know, we were dominant with the electronic side and the tobacco and cell phone. Like, whenever I put my mind to, I, like, I go, you know, full throttle. So once I started learning the clothing game, like, I was just like, man, like, like a quick flip. I wasn't trying to hit nobody over the head. Like, if I know I could replace it, I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'll, right. I'll make $10, right. I'm happy. Right. And these guys were, like, making, you know, 50 or 100 per piece. So they were like, man, we got to stop Steve because, yeah. you know, he's going to fuck it up for us. Some years ago, <laughs> you actually told me that if you can sell a 1,000 pieces at $100, and, I mean, at $10, and instead of getting like a few pieces and getting just a hundred for them, you're yeah. gonna come out better and it lasts longer. Yeah. You told me that like probably like five years ago. I, mean, I, I always believed yeah. in like high volume, low margin. Yeah, that's it. Because it was like a win win because the sales reps are gonna be like, okay, this guy's buying in bulk. And then the customers are gonna be like, damn, Steve's really looking out. Like, 
Right. You know, everybody else wants this much. He's charging. Come back. Yeah. They yeah. Come back. And they're going to bring somebody with them. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. So that's how it, it worked out for me. So, V-Dub, how was it working with Bump J? That's one of my favorite artists. And used to work with him and Sly Polaroid. So how was that was, at that uh, time? It was just real, it was real like, cool. That's all I, like, how I can say it. Like, in a way that nothing about the whole situation was ever planned. So, you know, it was like, I think I can remember, I was, I was doing Dragon Room on Saturday nights for Rob and Shane. I think when, um, I forgot who came in there with a record on Bump, something, I played it, and then I just kind of was like, yo, he hot. And like, I wasn't the first DJ that was a part of that. But when I got to it, I just kind of blew it out the water. Because mm-hmm. um, I was doing something in a slick way at my radio station, WGCI, I always wanted artists to be in my mix. So because they had all these rules and regulations, it was a corporate station, my little slick thing I do is I would put artists on instrumentals. On the drop, right? They used I, to do well, the drop. Instrumentals, yeah. Right. I put them on the instrumental, they'd either do the intro or I'd just give them, they do two verses and i go back to the original artist. Either way, you you getting played on the radio mm-hmm. and everybody hear you. So me and Bump, I kept feeding them instrumentals, and it just got out of hand. Like, it got nuts. And, then I, you know, I was kind of always a risk taker, so I was always like, we got to, you know, always say something about the street. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes you listen to my mix, and, you know, every gang in the city be mentioned. Right. You know, my thing was let's play it and see if I get in trouble later. Did you ever you get in conflict? No. Uh-uh, no? Uh-uh, no. I didn't have, you know, I didn't play some stuff on GCI that That's dope. named every gang set, streets. Nobody else? No yeah, nobody. No. Yeah, I mean, it, like some, most of the stuff was exclusive because they would say my name. So it got to a point where it, he got so much publicity because I would take the same freestyles. And, and it was like uh, Jojo Capone, Global Gangsters was doing stuff yeah. for me. Uh, Bunch of people, you know, Leoski D used to go crazy. Yeah. So Broadway, yeah, bro, yeah. But then I was playing it in the club. So now the club was like we we want we want to hear Bump version. We want to hear Global Gangsters version. We want to hear, you know what I'm saying? So what up foes? What up Moes? What up Lords? What up Gangs? We didn't want to hear the Fifty Cent no more. And um, I never forget. I went to the station, turned in my mix, and um, A and R from uh, Atlantic was there, uh, what was his name? Man, I can't think of his name. It was short dude. He's like, what's up, you uh, Yvonne, V-Dub? I said, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm from Atlantic. I'm the a and I just met with Bump. So, you know, I went into my Bump mode like, man, y'all need to get up with him. He got like two, 300 songs. He's like, I haven't heard none of them songs. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I do want to hear this freestyle he did over Jay-Z December 4th that they say you keep playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? So I'm like, I was like, okay, I, I found it on the CD, I played it, you know what I'm saying? He was just, just nodding his head, wasn't even saying nothing. She's like, a week later, Bump and Shay called me from New York. <laughs> Sign, we did it, did it. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, so like, like he told me, he's like, man, we hear more about Bump. So it ain't about no music, because remember, Bump got a record deal with no record on the radio. Yeah, People don't understand, Move Around was the first record that actually was a record single that played on the radio. He got a deal off of freestyles. Yeah, yeah that's true. Real talk. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Million dollar deal off freestyles. What did you think that Bump had did to even get that type of buzz? Included the whole city, man. You know what I'm saying? The GDs were on board, the BDs, Foes, the Moles, Lords. 
SDs, Kings, everybody was on board. So it was like, it, it was similar, you know what, because maybe some of y'all, I don't know how old y'all, but then later on, it was, it was similar, we did it again with LEP. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The whole city was on board, you know what I mean? Count, count. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? So it was, it was kind of one of them things, so it just, it just all worked together, you know what I mean? By the time LEP came around, and that's actually when I created Nation Business. And because don't they give you the same feeling when you help people make it? Like, that's the equivalent, like, you donating, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You be that, when you that connect, you like, I know what I'm doing is making a way for everybody else. Yeah, but I, for me, it was, I was, I was just excited about the artists and the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because I, I wasn't doing it for no accolades or nothing. I was like, you know, I, I just love the street side of the music. So I was just always pushing all those artists, and people kind of attributed that to me. Like, you know, I like backpack stuff too, but people was always like, "Right, beat up, get it, give him that street." You, you know what I'm saying? At that time, where was the special place that people used to drop the music off? Because I remember oh, everybody know that. Yeah, 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 man. They, they came to my mama's crib. Where? Yeah. The back porch. The huh? back porch. The back landing. Like sometimes you go out there to be like such and such CD. They write on it. It'd be like three, four CDs lined up waiting to get in the mix. Or they was giving it to me through the front window. You know what I'm saying? I remember going through that gate. See, I remember. I used to go through there, give them less music, Broadway music, all type of artists. Man, you going to Vida? I'm going to go see Vida. What was your process of picking? No, like a lot of these. No, ain't nobody paid me. Oh, no. No, 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 no. What was your process like? Oh, no, I'm the dude who created the No Payola movement. No Payola. Everybody in Chicago that played on GCI through me has never paid a dime. I don't take no money. I can verify that. I don't take no money. Ain't no other DJ in Chicago doing that. That's on record. Period. So tell me, what was your, like, what was the reason behind that? Like, what was the reason behind you? Like, I don't want to get paid. Because I, what happened, rest in peace to uh, Dwayne Holmes. I don't know if y'all remember that name. He used to work records. He passed about six six years ago. Back in the day, little did I know, Dwayne Holmes was bringing the music director for GCI. Her name was Carla Boatner. She was he was bringing her to Velocity on Sunday night. And if you ever went to Velocity on Sunday night, that demonstration was like Sodom and Gomorrah with music. You feel me? It was crazy. He was bringing her there because Mike Love and Craig Morton, Simo was always talking to Elroy at the time about me. Like, we need to have him on the radio. Ooh. So when Power 92 came, Ferris and Boo left, it opened up a big old door at GCI. Like, they needed somebody. And they put some people on, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like her being in the corner of that club, me not knowing, Chicago put me on the radio. Mm-hmm. Because that crowd did that crowd didn't know she was there when she was there. Wasn't nobody acting having a good time because she was there. It's like he's sending this thing up every damn Sunday night. Dragon room this, uh Void on Thursday, in, anywhere it was. So I'm like, Chicago put me on the radio. You know what I mean? So I was like, the way I gotta give back is to push Chicago on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I once I got on and I saw what the system was like and what was had been going on for years and continue going on, I'm like, I'ma be the asshole. I'm playing all this shit for free. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because first of all, how are we gonna climb the ladder? It's like if once you, if I gotta pay you all the time, it's like you you beat and took six steps up the ladder, and then I'm at the top, talking about I need this. It just yeah. made you drop down three. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then the the crazy part about that with me is that 
people playing garbage, they paying to play garbage. Exactly. Yeah. So you taking That's the you taking the spot of somebody who hot. So my thing is like, cause look, at the end of the day, when a new Drake dropped, Gucci and this, that, there, pretty much every DJ on radio across the country is breaking their neck to do what? Play it, and ain't getting a dime from yeah, OVO. Ain't getting a ain't getting a dime a drop. You know what I'm saying? None of that. Speaking of drops, we need drops, all right? All right, make sure we get some drops from y'all. That. So in my opinion, I was like, this is crazy. So why wouldn't we be helping our own climb the ladder? You know, and my expectation was always the success. Like, you got to remember, like, from the bump days to the LEPs to the global gangsters to the, I, I don't know, man. I didn't help so many people, man. Lupe, King Louie. No, oh, that, yeah, I, had to, I helped that situation. Fix that situation. That's why I named it. Uh, no, no bread on the back end. I ain't never, I ain't, ain't nobody reached back like, man, dude, I really appreciate what you did for me. Just genuine, though. And, but, but I, that ain't, I ain't no, been expecting that, that, it. It ain't about expecting that. That though, you supposed to be a player, come back and holler at him. They don't ever do that. You supposed to do that. But I don't care. It ain't about you caring. It's just about anybody ever come back and look out for you. As far as giving me money, no. Those just help me as far as if I need support. Yeah, favors. I always do that. No, it is. Yeah, no, definitely. It always it comes back. I mean, homage is homage, however you do it, but that's what we, that's, you know, that's how we rock. I, th I think I was always mindful, even though, you know, on the DJ side, I was trying to do what I was doing as a DJ and facilitate being able to help people. Like, I look back at it when we created Nation Business, I was like, you know, Atlanta has gangster grills. Mm -hmm. East Coast, technically, you got, you got Funk Flex and We The Best and DJ Clue. You got, you got their mixtape brands working for them. I was like, Chicago don't have a mixtape brand. So that's why we created Nation Businesses, like two, two different guys, two sides of town, two different sets, obviously, you know what I'm saying? They're like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And I put that into mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? That's why I think kind of helped me was like, artists was like, man, I'm on, I'm on a V-Dub tape. And then I would put the tapes out for free because most DJs do what? Charge you for slots. Yeah. Yeah. I've never charged artists for slots yeah. on a mixtape either. And you know what's weird? I always told artists to go through V-Dub. And the reason why I said that, and you know, they'll have the money. I just felt like it was more genuine. Yeah. Now, hosting your tape, yes, I'm charging. Yeah. But the tapes that I put out on my own yeah. with like 10, yeah. 20 artists, I never charge for slots. Mm -hmm. yeah, so is that what Nation Business exactly is? What exactly Absolutely. is Nation Business? Nation Business is a mixtape brand. But oh. us in Chicago, we okay. feel like it is what, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's two guys. Like my man School, shout out to School. You know, he from the pole, North Pole. He a GD, obviously. I'm a May 7th Street King of College. Everybody know that. So you got two people came together to do this. Why can't the rest of the city do it? Because your nation business is kings, vice lord. So that, so that was leading into my next. So Steve, what's your, what's your opinion? Like like why do you feel? Like, why do, you, do? First of all, do you think it's hard for Chicago to get over certain humps for as fashion brands, like making it for fashion or for music? Both. Both. Like any like any for, any any business that. You feel like Chicago is... The problem is with now it's the internet. The internet's the stage. Yeah. So it's like you're on the spotlight. Like, okay, they just killed your man or they're dissing your man. So it's like if you don't stand up for yourself, oh, you a bitch or you yeah. a pussy. Yeah. And yeah. and it's, it's harder, you know, especially with the music. Because that's I kind of feel like they're, like, pressured to, like, man, we got to do something or yeah. say something. Like, we can't just stay quiet and be like, oh, yeah, right. rest in peace and it is what it is. Because it don't blend in the culture we create. 
Fashion, we've been breaking through a little bit because Virgil, Virgil, right? Would you consider that? Yeah, no, you got, you got, you got Virgil, you got Jay Boogie, uh, you know, Kanye, Kanye Chicago King, yeah. Dave. You got yeah. Fashion Geek Zoe. Yeah, you know all what I'm saying? Oh, there is some good guys. And speaking of music, what's TVMG? I know you got like. A- yeah, I work with them. Uh, it's Tunnel Vision Music Group. Mm-hmm. They just opened up a studio on uh, Western and Ogden. Yeah, so. They're, uh, they're doing a little bit of everything, like they're signing artists, they're putting money behind artists, and most of it's in Chicago in-house. So. Okay, so who's like the main artists over there right now? Y'all looking for artists? Yeah, they're still going through it because, you know, nowadays a lot of artists don't understand the business. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like the biggest problem with, 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 a lot, with a lot of Chicago artists. So they don't understand, like, in the music business, a lot of it's an investment. And so they, they start counting the money that they start seeing out, but they forget about... All these days, like we're buying you outfits, we're studio sessions, your video, you know, your feature, you know, the DJ to play, whatever the case, our host. So that's the biggest problem I feel like with a lot of these up and coming artists. They don't understand business at all. You know, like lyrical, yourself, all you guys, Vita, you guys worked with a lot of people early on that became stars. And I feel like if they were like business savvy and smarter, probably they could have. All of us could have got rich with them. You feel well, me? Well, you know, I, I hold people responsible in the camps. You know what I'm saying? That got these artists like this, probably doing the management and everything. There's got to be some mentoring going on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. that's not going on at all. But they got to want to listen as well. But, but right. it, my thing is, they can't listen to what they ain't never heard of. Because these people, people be afraid of what they know. Oh, they're, 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 they're taking advice from people that don't know anything no, about right. business. Yeah. That, they, they're, that's true. But, know, like, but them the yes men, them be like the yes men. Yeah, yeah, but it be several grown. It's some, it's some, you know, I'm, I'm 52, but we talking about people still in their 35 to 40, 46, 40, whatever. And I know where they're from, from Chicago, that they facilitated a lot of artists mm-hmm. getting someplace. And basically, they, they facilitated it for a check. Well, they, they could have spoke up and told them how to, like you said, bring back structure. You got to speak on it, man. Hey, you can't carry yourself that way, do this, that. You know, it's like, I'm just keeping real. Ain't no way we should have people turn into that level of a, 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 a dope thing mm-hmm. when you become an artist and finally get money. Mm-hmm. Somebody should be steering you away from that, yeah, speaking up on something. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's like, they, 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 they get to they the let top. the fame and the you know the internet popularity get to them. Fiend. We ain't talking about no. I'm talking about like complete real. dope. Nah, no, I'm man. with you. Yeah. But you still making money off of. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with that. You man. know what I'm saying? A lot that's, of them when you tell them. They benefit off them being dumb. Bro. Man, that's the. You know what I'm saying? The name of the game. If you can trick them, you can beat them. You know what I'm saying? But back in the day, brought back that structure. Hey, man, somebody need to be on the wall. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Pumpkin head. <laughs> Something that a lot of artists Three don't know. Three minutes long as hell, too. I've seen just in, in my life that a lot of artists get managers, and they think the manager is like P. Supposed to pay for everything. So he's supposed to pay for everything. Really, uh, in my mind, I thought a, a manager is supposed to get paid for their work. Yeah. They're really not that's supposed to be putting no yeah. money into no artist's oh, career. Everybody does. Everybody chips away. It seems like today, even yesterday and 10 years ago, artists always think like, yeah, Dave, my manager. He putting all the money in. Bro, I ain't signed up for that. Then when you don't want to put money and stuff to artists, oh, he broke, she broke. Oh, they can't. Then you fall out with him. A lot of artists to this day begging me to manage them. 
and I tell them, bro, I can't do it. I got a wife, five kids, three dogs. Yeah, I, 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 I manage home. You know what I'm saying? I manage right, so home. What, well, I mean, what do that entail, being a manager? Like, I mean, you basically, like, babysit. Like, they, is, yeah, in Chicago. they problems become yours when you give it an artist that really don't have a buzz. Then when you get an artist that get a buzz, I don't care if they big or they small, they problems become your problem. And besides that, sometimes, basically, the artists all come to you with a whole list of enemies already up front. Yeah. So now, as a manager, how are you going to deal with that, yeah. steer them away from going back to it? Because you backing them up, they might get to you to get to him. And my management duties, I found out, you, number one, you have to have something to manage. And number two, I had a hard problem because exactly what he just said, the people I was surrounded by, I couldn't really take a picture and promote them because it's like, uh, I don't even know him like that, but I know him well enough to push him for for the, the business side, but his ops like, yeah, yeah we can't catch him. This is homie. Yeah, me being in the, in the like, like I got, I got friends in the, I, I got friends in the industry, and I'm like, by me being in the nightclub life, I got a stage in my, you know what I'm saying, my venue. They be like, put me on stage. I'm like, nah, you gonna get my club set down? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you gonna get my club set down? Like, shot me out. Like, I'm like. Nah, we're going to have to shoot our way up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I think, like, a lot of artists in Chicago cut off, you know what I'm saying, to every part of the city. Like, like y'all said, yeah, like, like, like y'all said, Bump, he connected with Boom, Boom, Boom. Well, that got to be strategic when you start your career. I mean, Before still, you even start getting right, to bullshit start. with it's niggas, gotta, it's gotta start. it got to be like, I want to fuck with Southside, Westside, Northside, you know what I'm saying? Or... or or, or, or who are we promoting you to? The same people out south? Like they sent you a hundred times already. These young you know folks, what I'm saying? Using, like, they using the rap and social media to bring out more foolishness. Yeah. They, ain't, yeah. they ain't they ain't using it to calm nothing down, bro. No, so, it's just fueling it. Yeah, they just fueling yeah. it, so. Yeah. Like, they, like they, they, just, they just let the GDs in the door. I just, like, I tell them, email me. Send me some email. Like, you know, I used to be in every studio across the city going to people's houses, cribs, if it was in the closet, in the audience. Cause I was thirsty for like that good music, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But now this music gets you killed. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. So I just say, hey, man, email it to me. And the music nowadays doesn't have longevity. No. You know. Yeah, you know. Years ago, songs were on the radio, months. nine months, three a year. Months. Months. You know. Now it's like three weeks of year. Like I don't want to hear this shit. Like in three month music, we playing yeah, songs no for one verse in the club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, and that's <laughs> fact. Cause I remember when Chameleon there, Chameleon there. See, you in radio, so I know you remember this, but Chameleon and Keisha Cole was pushing singles for two years. To oh, go yeah. Platinum. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. still fire in the club and back for then, two years. You know, when you're thinking way back from your, you know, my white tee and all that, you're talking about songs that were worked in the South for probably over a year. Mm -hmm. Before they made their way up here, they, they got popping down there last year, year before last. And it just became something to even hear up here. I felt like Envy Me was like that song. Because Envy Me was a hit here uh, with Cowboy. Cowboy. And then it kind of like caught on yeah. elsewhere later. Yeah. That was like, thing. no, I know. No, but that was like the last song I could thing. think of. Yeah. I ain't but, like that song either. But again, it's three-month music, man. These artists, they go so crazy with their first singles. It's, it's so dope and go so hard. They lose their mind. The management lose their mind. The label making money off of them. And they can't make another one. <laughs> so what's stopping Chicago from getting over this hump? Because I feel like 
We create the wave every time, but we have one millionaire or two millionaire. New York will go do drill, then they got 30 millionaires off of something we create. While we are gang banging in the music and on the street, they doing business. New York, New York has taken the whole style and they about to run. They got a whole drill oh, yeah. thing that they I can see them coming. Now, the UK, too. I now, see they didn't took it. I see New York yeah. coming. They, they got, got over in Africa, they drill. Yeah, that's facts. And it's hard. Yeah. It's big. It's facts. It's big. Yeah. We still beefing and clowning and buying expensive underwear and gold shit. We <laughs> fucked up. But do we got any, like, but here's the question, like, do we have any leaders like QC? In our city, no, we put, you know what I'm saying? Do, do, I mean, like, like, do we? Kanye could have came here and made an impact. Yeah, so that's a, I, 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 no, a bunch yeah, of people. Could've. That's why I don't like. What? That's like that's kind of like you know. I, There's certain people that could have. He, he's no, definitely one of them. Before you say anybody, who, here, anybody who left Chicago and didn't come say, back, no, no, no. Anthony Davis, people. any star, like I got a beef with you, period. You too. You could have came here. You could have even Jordan. You don't think if Jordan sat down with these kids, they would listen to him? But you, you got people that were in music early on on the production side who went on and became other things that didn't have to leave. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like They were already producers who were good with labels that wound up becoming A&Rs at labels and all this stuff. They didn't have to leave. But it's not to hear. We don't have like a office or exclusive You don't need it. But you don't need it. That's what I'm saying. We don't have nothing here. You really don't need it. No? No, because what A&R is flying out to a a city anymore? You two, as an artist, when artists come to New York or whatever, and you tell them your name, who you are, they They check you out. Man, all I got to do is Google you. You telling me you hot, I look up and you got got 1,500 views on your video. Goodbye. Yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? Nice, so I only have to leave New York. <laughs> so it could have been the same thing from here. Anything we were producing from here, we could have kept adding to it. We got some of the best. People don't even realize who be in Pressure Point Studios some nights. No, it'd be, it'd be, yeah. it'd be, people fly in here, they'd be like platinum, super platinum artists, go do something upstairs and get back on the plane. Yeah. And it goes on all the time because we got the best studios. We got some of the best people mixing down the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? By far, we got the best DJs. Oh, we do. We do. You know what I mean? Shout out to so DJ V, though. You know, but, but at the end of the day, it's about people leaving because they want to get on away from here, either because they're scared or they did some bad business. You know what I'm saying? That's most of it. That's most of it. They did some bad business and they fly up out of here and they're scared. You know what I'm saying? And then they used to be protected by such and such and this and that. Now, I got in so many different situations where I didn't have to call somebody like, are y'all still protecting him? Because I'm on him right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how, and that's, we talking about a major player that you all wouldn't, wouldn't realize that I had to make that call. Shorty Capone and, and uh, Chili, matter of fact. Like, right. is this over with? Because I'm about to be on his ass. So, you know what I'm saying? I always look as Chicago couldn't get over him because we the middleman in every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't got like, like Miami, they got ports and, you know what I'm saying? Like New York, they got, you know, it's, it's, it's in and out. Yeah, but we got, we, we got what they ain't got though. We got all the heart. We got all the heart. We always band from the We got the heart and the drive. Listen, think about like, this. We think about Chicago. And think about the black person in Chicago. Where we come from? Stony Island. Heck no. <laughs> Every black family here is, 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 
This, do you realize that, that that the southern from south from the south to here was the second great migration? Yeah, the south. So this whole place is full of heart and determination. You know what I'm saying? It's just we got embedded in money, and I got to get more than you. I don't like it when I see you with more. You know what I'm saying? I put a post up the other day about old guys at work would be like, who call you boss. Like, man, if I had your hand, I'd cut mine off. Them the kind of niggas out here, get the hell away from me, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the hating shit. That's the hating shit. Call you cheap. Hey, big homie, I'm not your fucking big homie. I'm not your fucking big homie. So we we made up out of all that. You know what I mean? But we we got people that could have stayed here. But we the middle middle man to a lot of shit, though. But we the heart, like you said, though. But that that, that don't make no money. See, you scrapping for ends. If you the middle man... You you stepping on each other's toes, but if we know this shit coming, whatever, fashion, music, coming in by the bolo, like we missed our beat with that one, but we know another train coming in. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I'm to the point now where I tell everybody, have a backup plan, man. Oh, absolutely. Like Steve, because it's like, you got your hand in yeah, I'm an summer. electrician. I ain't about Steve to got his hand in summer. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. You got what, restaurants? Yeah, I got shares of restaurants. I got the store in the South Loop. Got a food truck. You know, I do concerts, events. Mm-hmm. I can't. You can't depend on one thing, cause mm-hmm. uh, definitely, yeah. especially music. So you got about seven to nine sources of income coming in. Trying right? to, yeah. Some so you're a millionaire, like, oh, now, right? No, I ain't no millionaire yet. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's like some months, you know, like I, I got good money coming in. Some months I'm losing. It ain't like it ain't as easy as you think. But that's the investment. That, yeah, gotta be. A lot of motherfuckers don't know business like investment. Like, but we're really going like, yo, this business, like you just said, could take a loss. Yeah. But if you got trucks that's going crazy, you know what I'm saying, down south, then you just keep flooding your business in to that other investment take off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I got like a little bit of everything. So yeah, stocks yeah. or whatever. So. I was going to ask you specifically, B-Dub, do you have anything you into that you eat at the same level or even more that you love than more than DJing? I'm, I'm, I'm a trade guy. Yeah, um, I'm, like, I'm a union electrician. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. How long? Long? Like I've been electrician since '95. Like, like hood or license? I'm a union IBEW <laughs> electrician. Ah. Okay. So, so I have four boys, one girl, and two of the four boys are now electricians too. And a dog trainer, right? No, I ain't a dog trainer. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just, I gave him I just that title. I do my thing with the dog. I gave dog, him that title because there's the one yeah, little so dog. So I, I push man. the trades to all the youth that I can. You know what I mean? Because um, trade, you know, it's, hey, it's one of the, trade is the, dope. Can't, can't nobody take it away can't from you. Can't nobody take it away from you. You got to remember that they didn't want you to have it. Yeah, they took it out of colleges for a reason. But I know some that, history on they, that they, too. Where actual union was made, they made stipulations to keep black. Yeah, folks. Yeah, I know some history. That's deep. I know some history yeah, on, so, on trades. Um, it, I mean, it pays pays me well, very well. You know what I mean? Um, my, my wife gonna get a check when I retire. And you DJ on the side. I, I, well, that's my hobby. I've been DJing forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thirty some years, right? Yeah, but my my goal is for all of my children to have income property when I'm gone. So, so. what type of responses do you be getting from social media? Because I see you be posting my about. DM is full of single moms. Um, <laughs> no, let me let, hold on. Let me get the right. <laughs> single single moms with kids because they see you know my son wrestles. Uh, as far as I know, right now I got the only black kid in Illinois that races dirt bikes. So that they see stuff and they be like, "What are you doing?" Or a lot of people ask me to get their sons and trades because they they're 18 and ain't doing nothing. Like I just tell anybody, man, I be like, "Listen, listen, man, 
rap is 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 you can probably get an MBA now. For real. Before you get a long shot. So I'd be like, if, if you 18, you ain't college material, you know you ain't about to, you know what I'm saying, you grew up in the hood and you're outside. If you at the gas station more than you sleep, it's time to make a change, man. You know what I'm saying? So you come on, get this money. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that's that's the part about the bring back structure. There's nothing wrong with just making an honest living. But we we young folks can't wrap their head around it because they what they see on social media is you know what I'm saying? The gold, the, the money, the drugs. Our coach you know don't I mean? put that's And then we don't learn until we get to join. We get to join. You don't down. learn on the county. Yeah. You gotta go to the pen. When you get in the pen and everything, you be like, dang, now I found my daddy. You know what I'm saying? He got, got 20 to life. You know what I mean? So, so I just be trying to steer. So that's what's full. My DM be full of that. You know, artists too, but it, it really be a lot of people artists like, too. they be I like, got, man. I got one question. We finna close out. What do both of you guys feel that we need to do as a community to make Chicago fun again? Fun again? Fun again. Like the music. Like safe again. The, the DJ aspect, I don't think we're going to get it back because I don't, you know, just now, just watching a whole crowd of people not dance is like mind blowing yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, why do you think people not dancing? Is the music trash? It, no, it's just on it, their phones. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not cool with them no more. They're going to look at you funny if you're like, dancing. Like, yeah. Like yeah. if a guy, like if a guy busts a move, then he got the girl. The thing is, you know, back like, in the day, I remember when promote some of the same promoters in the game right now that had all the popular clubs 20 years ago. They just flipped the script. They just like, well, I'm doing strip clubs now. I'm doing. They just look at party goers as bodies. Yeah. So for me, I would like to see somebody go back to the one timer parties. What mm -hmm. like it would be once a month, but it had a dress code to it or it had a theme. Everybody came out with this on, looking like that. Yeah. And it was set up to, we gonna party. So I don't know if you all noticed, but back in the day, the club used to be full of people from 21 to 50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The club is 21 to 28. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People are, I've known people didn't want to do the lounge thing until they hit 50. People go on to the lounge thing now at 35. They're like, yeah. I'm trying Sports to stay away from y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Sports bars now. <laughs> Right, so I don't know what I, I ain't got no answer for how to make Chicago fun. You know what I mean? I can't even tell you, man, because the music has changed and people's interest is, is it's just not the same. What man. you think it stay? I mean, it's hard because it's hard. yeah, because everything's like a liability. It really, it really is. Because you could try to get, you could try to invite everybody, put them in the same room, but you, like I've seen charity basketball games, people get shot. You feel me? <laughs> So it, it's it's fucked up. Like you really can't. I, I would love to see everybody come together and just like put all the pride and bullshit to the side. But we're we're in too deep in it. That's the problem. Damn, Damn man, everything's like a liability yeah. though. Go That's to the house, tough. Pick, you gonna have a real good time. <laughs> like they need to get money, man. Like I, I think the youth need to start touching. It ain't gotta be a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like I think if they get a little bit of success on it, then. Once you get success, once you knock, like, okay, I got my tray, you get confidence in yourself. Then when you get confidence, you go on to, to, the, next, to the next goal. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you got shit to lose. Not on social you know media, what I'm saying? Though. Now you got shit Ball. to lose, and now you freeing yourself. Like, it's okay to go out and kick it and have fun. I, 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 but they got to see an example. Exactly. That's the problem. And that's what we got to do. Home, the home they come out. That's, that's why I'll be saying everything's starting on. But look, check out the reality, though. I go on social media. Right, real quick. And I see Steve, 
didn't care know about his work. He didn't put in his leg work, but he got on Jay. Now I'm looking at his Jay instead of trying to work on what you're saying, a, a, a good living. Guess what social media make you think? Oh, I need to hit a lick or do something quick to get to that. Exactly. When yeah. they don't know the fucking work, they not understanding. He done put in good leg work. Like, he ain't just woke up. I don't know. I was selling loose squares, dollar ringtones, bootleg CDs. Like, I couldn't afford half of that shit. I'm being real. I tell him, I, I tell him, I tell him, I, 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 myself, I ain't, I'm not the success, like, I deliver groceries. And then, like, they're like, okay, he want to, yeah, so if you're not willing to deliver groceries, bro, we ain't got no conversation to talk about, and if you think you better than me, that you can't do this, then we ain't, you ain't, you don't really want this shit. Upset, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, like, it's like, social media. Yeah, so yeah, gonna be working a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we gotta show them that that shit cool. You see what I'm saying? Like every now and then, I always post my grocery store pictures, me pushing the cart. Yeah, that's dope. Though. So, so you won't get lost in the other shit that I'm doing. I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I say, I operate on six nights to host. It. I have to be human. You see what I'm saying? So, I think we as leaders, we need to do more disarming ourselves you know what i'm saying like all right i ain't like i ain't that like you know well what i, I tell like for the dj i tell them all the time you are not a dj 24 hours a day no matter how you try to lie and portray that on social go. media some people you go to a dj page and you see nothing but flyers posters and the new thing is to put up everywhere you're DJing for the next like two weeks yeah, right. yeah. so you look like busy you and every, like yeah, this, like yeah, you on yeah, tour yeah. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. I, I, I got a residency in, in North Carolina and all this yeah. goofball stuff you know what I'm saying I'll be like y'all it's crazy yeah. I am not a DJ 24 hours a day you know what I mean you come to my page you see me the wife the kids doing this and that whatever I'm doing what, the dog whatever I'm doing man I'm just like that's reality but you get but you know what the crazy part is they don't want to they don't want to Talk to me on the front side. They yeah. they, they be in the DM and uh, uh, what, what was that you talking about with the local one uh, thirty? Them uh, I got a CDL. I want to be a, a heavy equipment operator. You know what I mean? I understand it, but it don't matter where you ask me. I'm gonna give you all the information. Yeah, but a lot of times people are scared to to so publicly pro- let you know yeah. that they trying to do something else with what they, they sell. Like it ain't you know cool. what I'm saying? It ain't cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, man, that'll yeah, be that's crazy. Like, that'll be powerful. Like, like all these apps to get money and all that shit. Like, Amazon, go do something. You know what I'm saying? Take okay, you want to here's fifteen dollars. Go get you a little car. Now go go push that app. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we gotta show them that that's real and that feeds you. You know what I'm saying? And you save a little money. That's why I told my boy, you save a little money. You can go buy the shit you trying to take out my closet. And well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you. I'm trying to produce rappers, man. That's all I want. Rappers. All right, man. Shout out to Steve from Exclusive. Shout out to DJ V Dub, man. We appreciate y'all coming through, man.